0: Well, it is good for us to be here. The Lord has um, given us to believe. He's given us grace that we may um, stand primarily before him and um, be able to bless the Lord with, um, by believing, by trusting, by relying on him and living for him in the, in, in the earth. Now, at the close of chapter 9, God gave us these words, And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Neither would he let the children of Israel go, as the Lord had spoken by Moses. Now, last time we worked this over, and and that was a very, I mean, we talked about it. We brought it up. Now, it wasn't in the lesson uh, what we had talked about. So I wanted to bring some of these things in just here so that they are written down. This, is, this is, needs to be established in our generation that God is in control of the hearts of men. God is. So anyway, I, just, I put these scriptures in. Every one of these, God spoke to Moses. There's one from Samuel. God spoke it too, but just not to Moses. He's talking about Moses. But anyway, Exodus 4.21 says, And the Lord said to Moses, When thou goest... To return into Egypt, see that thou do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I put in thy hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. 7.13 says, he hardened, and he, God, not Moses, he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. 7.14 says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. 8.15, 8.15, it says, But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto the Lord, as the Lord had said. First Samuel 6.6 6 says, Wherefore then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he had wrought wonderfully among them, and they did not let the people go when they departed. Exodus 9.12, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. 10.27, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let them go. Exodus 11.10, and Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go out of his hand. Exodus 14.8, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out, with a high hand. But see the, the point is is that God is we're seeing God work. This is God doing something, and we're given to see through the revelation of the scriptures that the actions of Pharaoh and his people confirm the hardening. That's what's what's going on. We're witnessing the results of God hardening a heart. So what why? Because this testimony it's been given, and the whole earth has been made aware of this. Now, whether or not they believe it, that's another question. But see, the fact is that God has gone on record that he holds the hearts of men in his hand. He is the one who determines it. I praise God for that. Amen. Because can you identify faith in yourself? Can you see and realize that God's given you to believe? Well, praise God. Right. That isn't the only thing God does. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. So see, so we can rejoice in Christ Jesus, have no confidence in the flesh. That, that this work that God's doing is He's teaching us, teaching our hands to war. In other words, the faith that you have does something in you. It in in it, Moses case, it caused him or led him to believe and to do to obey. See Pharaoh, well, see. He does. He can't obey. Now there's gonna be judged for it. God judging him because he didn't obey. See, it was it, he he didn't obey. That's just the way we gotta say it. He didn't obey God. And so God judged him for it. Exodus ten. We're gonna go over now the eighth plague, which is the plague of locusts. So in our text today, God once again confirms to everyone. He is doing an effectual work in Pharaoh. Now see, some people may not like this kind of work, but God's doing a work in Pharaoh. Exodus 10, verses 1 and 2. And of course, this is, anytime you see something, please speak up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that you may know that I am how I am. You may know how I am the Lord. We are living in a generation that has allowed the remembrance of this account to fall into the streets and an enemy has done this. Because, see, unless this is told, unless this is made known, people will not know how God is Lord, what he does. God does a lot of things, doesn't he? He's told us of a lot. You see, we know by the things that he does more about his character, who he is, what he hates, what he loves.
1: Amen. That's you
2: know, right. The reason we have escaped is because God didn't harden our hearts. Amen. That's right. We so we've got the same identical situations. Yes. People
0: don't see this. When Amen.
2: They don't see that the unbelief is a result that God's hardened their heart because they had the witness of creation. They had the witness of yeah. the scriptures. Of the They've had plenty of witness. Amen. In the world. That's right. They've had plenty of witness.
0: Amen. I mean, we, we learned something from the account of Job. Satan uh, comes before the Lord, and the Lord says, Hey, and, uh, that's my vernacular, sorry. Have you considered my servant Job? He, has, he says that to the devil. Have you considered my servant Job, that he's upright? Uh, so so uh, what does Satan say? He says, I can't, get, I can't touch him. You put a hedge around him. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. Okay. God, well, who put the hedge around Job? God did. God did. He protected him to where Satan did, couldn't do to him what he wanted to do. Now, unless this happens, unless God has put a hedge around you, you will believe what the devil teaches. You will. Well, God can take it away. He can take it can away, can it. and we witness. Yes. He
2: can take it away, and then you'll, you'll be able to survive this. Event. Exactly. So that's, that's, God can take it away.
0: Amen and and so what we're witnessing in Job is his faith. He really did trust in the Lord even when he lost everything. He really did. And so see, we're witnessing here Pharaoh he's Pharaoh's being stripped of everything, right? One thing at a time. Stripped, stripped. But in the end Pharaoh's not going to believe. He's not going to believe. He will not believe. Well, God's given his people the solemn responsibility to tell of these things. It says, in the ears of thy sons and of thy sons' sons, yeah. tell it to them. Why? in order that, that this specific outcome will, will happen, that you may know how I am the Lord.
2: Yeah. And the Jews did tell it. Yes, the they Gentiles did wouldn't tell.
0: It. Yeah the,
2: the, the Egyptians didn't tell this.
0: Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, it takes faith to, in order to be able to perceive these things. God did them, yeah. but you won't perceive them. You won't understand them. But this is how we help our our children, our grandchildren. Well, we help them by giving them, by telling them the testimony. God's given us, a, and even your own personal testimony. What has God delivered you from? Now, as you share that with your, your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, What happened? Well, see, it enables them. Actually, gives them. Not everyone's doing this for their children. We understand this. I mean, some people are teaching their children to sin. That's what they're teaching them. Some children grow up and they're like, "That's just what we did in our house." Well, what was what was that? That was their testimony, whether they called it that or not. The way that you live, the way that you are, is a testimony. So see, as you live for God and live for Christ, you are giving this testimony everywhere you go. Amen. Right. Yes, Amen, Amen. But it takes faith to be able to perceive it. So see, in other words, God has to open the heart. But see, do you have a desire? In other words, when you're a church, when you see someone who has faith and they testify, have you felt? An attraction. It's like you're drawn to that because they're glorifying God and that same faith is in you and you have unity. You have fellowship with other people who are like-minded. Well, okay, so Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh, verse 3, and said unto him, Thus saith the God of the Hebrews, How long would thou refuse to humble thyself before me, let my people go that they may serve me. And I don't think he mumbled it. This was, see, this, Moses was faithful. He went in and he said exactly what God told him. How long? See, God has provided accurate, a- a- adequate signs and wonders that should have proven that he alone is God. See, if they would have been paying attention, speaking as a man, they would have seen this God is different than all of our false gods or all of our gods. Yes, sister.
2: The God of the Hebrews.
0: Yes, amen. To me, the God
2: of the believers.
0: Yeah, yeah amen. The
2: God <laughs> of the Christians. That's right. That God.
0: Amen. It, it, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, him. Yes, sister.
1: This was, this was no doubt, very offensive yes. to Pharaoh for Moses to say, how long until you humble yourself? Yes, Amen had no part. Yes. of, of <clears throat> Pharaoh's spiritual and mm-hmm. mental makeup. That's right. Amen. He was he was exalting himself. And this actually set the stage for what's going on. Mhm. Amen. Pharaoh. Yes. is proud against That's Pharaoh. right. He will not humble himself. That's right. And that's why you know that's that plays into a hard heart. Mhm.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. How long? So, why doesn't he submit? Sister June just told us because he's proud. He's proud. See, he believes he's a god. So why would a god be humble? And yet we see that our God is our our God is, is can, can be entreated, right? He can. But you can. Be so see, our, our God our God is humble. So the, the thing is, is that Pharaoh, the, the, the false gods are not humble. They are wicked and terrible. You look into some of the things that they, well, I don't even want to look into it, but, but they are.
1: Also, every created being has a reason to be humble. Yes, amen. I mean, they, they yes. owe God that human <laughs> Amen. God humbles God. That's right. He Amen. Chooses yes, he chooses to, to condescend to us. Yes, but everything
0: else mm-hmm. is required to be humble before the Lord because mm-hmm. He is God. Amen. He is the creator. That's right. So, so another reason <clears throat> why he doesn't submit is because signs and wonders alone cannot convince a man of eternal things. They just, they just can't. He can work all these great miracles right in the face of Pharaoh, and he doesn't believe it all, doesn't get it, doesn't understand. Yeah,
3: Jesus worked
0: in Israel. That's right, amen. <laughs> Paul said, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Now, that he did say that. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. But here, Moses comes, he's working, Moses, it appears from everyone who's looking on, that Moses is doing these. He said, I'll make you a God and the Pharaoh. And, and yet, see, it's God. Does Moses ever go before him and say, look what I'm going to do? No, he always says, he always points to God. God's told him what to say. He, he, all the references are to God. Why? Because God's being glorified here. And um, God's with him. Now, Moses gives them the ultimatum. Boy, is it an ultimatum. This is what he says. Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locusts into thy coast, and they shall cover the face of the earth that one cannot be able to see the earth. They shall shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. You see God's mercy even there, providing food for them. Now, because of the disobedience of Pharaoh and his people, all the food that may have remained on the ground, broken down by the hail and every tree or plant that escaped the hail, it should say now, not not. It's a glorified spell checker. It, 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 see, the thing is that God's going to send the locusts and they're going to eat the residue. The residue. There's not going to be anything left now. Why? Because God's hearts know because they would not obey. That's why. Yes.
1: This is is consistent throughout Uh the the, the entire uh, existence of mankind. You go clear back to the revelation where Mm the plates are being poured forth on the earth. Mm -hmm. It says that the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun power was given unto
0: him to scorch men
1: with yes. fire, mm-hmm. and men were scorched with grain and blasphemed the name yes. of God, which hath power over these plagues, yes. and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, mm-hmm. and they gnawed their tongues yes. for pain yes. and blasphemed
2: the God of heaven Amen.
1: because of their pains and their sores and Fear hasn't gone away. Yeah. So as you're teaching through mm-hmm. this, if a person would be wise, mm-hmm. they're going to learn yes. from this. And they're going to they're going to repent of yes. whatever deeds. Yes. Maybe putting them in this category of yeah. hardness mm-hmm. and and seek after the Lord Amen. because He is merciful. Yes.
0: Amen.
2: God poured
0: it out. Mm-hmm.
2: Another the devil.
0: Yes. You see? Yep.
2: And the third Pharaoh Pharaoh refused.
0: But yep. all three get the credit. Yes. And Amen. God did it. That's right. Then he passed it down. Satan did it. Yes. Right. Then he passed it down. Yes.
2: Man did it.
0: Yes. But
2: here's the thing. Everybody... God's glorified. Yes. He's cursed. Yes. Cursed. See, yes. everybody
0: gets the credit. Yes. Amen. Because they were involved. That's right. They, they did involved. it. So they yeah. this is
2: how God works. He Amen. Works through. Even That's right. Even when evil happens, he works through.
0: That's right. So, Amen.
2: So here he has set someone. Yes. To just inform Pharaoh what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> yeah. In 10.6. Well, we, we see now. He's already told them what's going to happen. In other words, bottom line, locusts are going to be everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. In your bed. They're going to be everywhere. Imagine, Just imagine that for a minute. You go to your house, and it's completely filled with locusts. In other words, uh, Sister Anita was talking on the way. She said, so in other words, they eat up all your food in the house, too. Yep. It, they're everywhere. Are eaters. Yes. Yeah. And so it Excuse me? I said
1: that they bite.
0: Yes, they do. And so it, this is absolute destruction we're talking about. Now, Exodus ten six 6, it says, They shall fill thy houses, and the houses of all thy servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. <laughs> so Moses goes in. Gives them the ultimatum, turns around and walks away. Doesn't wait for a comment. There's no comment required from Pharaoh here. This was an ultimatum. This was it. Pharaoh's servants are emboldened to speak frankly. Now, this is is something. Something's going on here. Pharaoh is losing power in the minds of these people. Pharaoh has hardened his heart, and look what he's done to himself. These people revered him. They they worshipped him, and yet something is going on. They they don't see. Last time, remember, some of their servants brought in their cattle. And yeah. wait a minute, see something's going on here. God's doing a the work. They got the answer. Yes. Yeah,
2: give them the answer.
0: That's right. This is what he says. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, "How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God." Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Your obstinance has, look at what it's brought to us. Yes. Yeah, even today, the, the land of Egypt is over 90% wasteland. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. today. <laughs> mm. Well, I don't know if he realized that his power over his people was slipping away. But we know that his obstinance towards God of, the, God of the Hebrews had made his life and of his people very hard, very hard. So the servants make more than a request of their Pharaoh. They say, let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. And then they support that request with this pointed question. Knowest thou not that Egypt is destroyed? It's like they're realizing this, this, he's not using common sense here. Gee, this doesn't even make sense to them. Why would you do something? But see, obstinance will do this to men. They will make them, ca- cause them to be unreasonable. You won't be able to reason with them anymore. That's right. So uh, perhaps Pharaoh should have gone out among the people more often, you know? If he had just gone out there, he'd have realized how destroyed it was. But see, when people live in palaces... And they don't go. They they, they shelter themselves. See, people think evil people think, it can't touch me. You know, it 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 just can't. But see, the locusts are going to be in the palace too. Remember, the the, the lice they were is in the palace too. The flies that was in the palace too. So he should have learned by now. See, this, he should have been seen. should have seen. But see, the, the destruction that was out there. Because of the obstinance and, and pride of Pharaoh, he didn't connect with the people. He, he said, they didn't really mean a lot to him. He meant everything to him. That's what pride will do to you. So even though um, Pharaoh's palace hadn't been completely destroyed, and see, this is why some people think is, oh, we still got some. But But how long? How long will you be obstinate? Before God. Well, we find out to the very end. That's what we're gonna find out with this account of Pharaoh. He's gonna be obstinate all the way until he dies. That's just the way that's gonna be. He'll die while being yes, amen. Now, Pharaoh, it just did have an effect on Pharaoh. Say, so, see, what does he do? He he calls for Moses and Aaron. Now he's gonna to try to seek a resolution. It's the same one that he said to him before. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said to him, Go serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? Well, now Moses has already told him this, but he tell him again. We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds we will go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. The Pharaoh, I mean, Moses doesn't say, well, okay, let's, we'll compromise a little bit. People will just leave our sheep. No. Moses knew what God had said. You're going to come out with great substance. Well, and, and they're, they're going to do that. See, even though Moses, uh, Pharaoh may have been in a mood to negotiate, Moses knew that God wasn't. God doesn't negotiate. He declares. So now... This is Pharaoh's threatening rage. He, Pharaoh, when it, actually when it comes right down to it, we say when the rubber meets the road, Pharaoh is his. He always gets angry. He gets angry because he can't control the situation. That's what it says. And he said unto him, "Let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go." And your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, ye all. Ye that are men and serve the Lord, for that ye did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Now, Pharaoh's threat to Moses and his people are heard by God. Here's the thing God hears this, and especially when people attempt to hurt the children. See, this is, we know from Jesus, we know how God feels about children. Suffer the little ones to come, do it. He's tender and he's compassionate. Now, this is actually Pharaoh has it basically is telling him if you take try to take the children with you, he'll kill them. He'll kill, he'll just kill them. Well, Pharaoh's reached a new level of evil. A whole new level. He's 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 threatening them now. Okay. Moses never suggested, nor did he ever. Um, desire that just the men go. Now they, they, like you said, this is Pharaoh's told him this before, just the men go. But see now he's saying that's what you desired. So is Pharaoh even listening to Moses? is he even paying attention to what he says? <clears throat> Sin will make you to where you, you can't hear right. <clears throat> they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. though it won't be very much longer that they'll be brought back in again. See, uh, it, it's like, it's, you, you notice this about about men's anger. It's like they do things that, immediate. It's so they, they got to, it's like it forces a resolution, but it's not a resolution at all. It's just anger. <clears throat> then the Lord said unto Moses, see, there, there's no going back now, okay? Pharaoh's had his opportunity, if you want to call it that. He's heard the words. Here we go. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land and all that the hail hath left. It's all going to be eaten now. All of God's creation are at his disposal. He can call for a famine and the famine comes. Now he's called for the locust to come up upon the land and punish one of his creations that thinks he can escape the will of God. He thinks he can, but he can't. God's proven this throughout all these accounts with Pharaoh. God's proven you can't escape the hand of God. You can't.
2: Remember
0: Mm Amos?
2: He said uh, that God was going to call for a famine. Yes? Uh huh. That's right. We do be hardened.
0: Right? In our day, Amen.
2: He's called for a That's right. in
0: our day. Amen. And you know that, that the confirmation is that the gospel's not being preached. The, 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 uh, the gospel's not being preached. It's not being proclaimed. They may have a reference to Jesus on the cross, but see, what, what is what is promoted among the fellowship is what matters. What is promoted? Well, yeah,
2: they did, yeah the family was, they seek for it. So they're yeah. not, it isn't that they're not... <clears throat> Seeking. That's yes. That's why they're not preaching. They're not seeking. They shall seek the word of the Lord and mm-hmm. find it.
0: Amen. Yet before this is over, we're going to see that God is the one that gets the victory here.
2: I say it, but I, you, you know that they probably sought for some or something
0: that by. <laughs> That's right.
2: <but> it wasn't.
0: <laughs> he couldn't find it because it wasn't there. there. That's right. Well, see, Moses now does what God told him to do, see? Moses doesn't bring the locusts himself. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's silly to even have to say that, but it's true. Remember, but it,
2: Joel, remember Joel, he said, "Yeah, God sent the locusts, and God said, my great army. That's right. Said, so, this good, so this was one of God's army." Amen.
0: So, See, if somebody was just observing Moses, it may have appeared that he's the one that did it. But God had already made it known when Moses declared that God said, I will bring the locusts to thy coast. See, see, the coast. This is what Moses was faithful to do. Moses was faithful to properly represent God. And see, this is what good, solid preaching is. It isn't that you're glorifying yourself. You're glorifying the God. He's the one. That is actually is worthy of glory. And Moses um, stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind wind. upon the land all that day and all that night, and when it was morning, the east wind brought the locust. The
2: land of Israel was east Mm -hmm. of Egypt.
0: Yeah. 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 See, technically, God created everything that He's calling into action now. Is and yeah. he, he created the land. He created the wind. He created locusts. He created <laughs> Egypt. Even He created He created it all. It's all It's all by Him. And so He calls He calls all these things He's created to do His purpose. It's just good to see that, that, that God is the one. See, he, he uses the things he's created for his own glory to make himself known. Dude, he's,
2: he's the only creator.
0: That's right. Yeah. And so all of them were willing to do what he said. All right? He called for an east wind. The east wind came along. Why? Because God created it. It does what God says. Man's really the only one that has rebelled besides Lucifer. And that's of another order. But, but see, the thing is, is that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He, he owns it. It belongs to him. So all of them are willing to do what God has told them to do. And even Pharaoh is not yet willing to let God's people go. But very soon, when it directly touches his person in the death of his son, he will let them go. In fact, he'll throw them out of Egypt, speaking roughly. He'll he won't want them there anymore. But even then, God will change his heart again and he'll chase after them. In verse 14 and 15, and the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in all the coast of Egypt. Yes. They had a long, long flight there, but then they rested. And what they what do they do when they rest? They eat. That's what they do. Locusts will fly. And and some of the swarms are just amazing how, how many because see that a grasshopper turns into a locust at some point in time if a certain enzyme and it's whatever. But the fact is is that all of a sudden instead of grasshoppers do their own thing. They they hop around and eat, but they're just they're they're one. Yeah, they don't
2: fly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so something happens when they become a group, they, they follow the, a group mentality. They fly together. They want to be in swarms. Now, it's interesting how God's created everything. We start looking into it, I don't care what it is. If you start looking into something God created, you'll see more about God. God, he's, when he creates things, he, there's different aspects. You can see what God's, well, anyway, God created, he sent the locusts to the coast of Egypt. Very grievous were they were. Very grievous. I mean, it, it, see, we can't even... You, you can imagine it maybe because you've been in some kind of... I've seen the swarms before, the locust swarms. They, they weren't very grievous. They just, you know, the farmers said, look back into some history when the, they ate everything. In India, they're having a great locust problem. And, and, and Australia right now it's like one of the greatest... Uh, locust crisis they've ever had. So locusts can be dangerous to your crops, to to men's, to their food. But see, this was something supernatural, something God called to do a specific work. And every single one of them came and did exactly what God wanted them to do. These were God's locusts, right? Go ahead. uh, Psalm
3: 105 is an account of how God delivered the uh, Israelites from Egypt. 105. Uh, I'll read a few verses if you don't mind. Verse 26. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron, Mm -hmm. whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of man. He sent darkness Mm -hmm. and made it dark, and they rebelled not against his word. Mm -hmm. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Yes. Their land brought forth frogs and abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came divers sorts of (laughs) flies. And lice in all their coasts. Yes. He gave them hail for rain and flaming mm-hmm. fire in their land. Mm-hmm. He smoked their vines also and their fig trees and brake the trees of their coasts. He mm-hmm. spake and the locusts came. Yes. And caterpillars and that without number and mm-hmm. did eat up all their herbs in their land and devoured the fruit of their ground. Mm-hmm. He smote also the firstborn of their land, the chief of all their strength. Yeah. Now, that's hundreds of years.
0: Yeah.
2: After it yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I still remember
2: it. That's right. Was of years That's after right. It and
0: God said He to make a name for Himself. So That's right. Was. Amen. And, and, he, and exactly he did. It took His people to, <laughs> to it. Amen. Amen. For they covered the face of the whole earth. Now He's talking about Egypt here. Okay. He's talking about the land of Egypt. Yeah, land all right. And so that the land was darkened and they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hell had left and there remaineth not any green thing in the trees or in the herbs of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. So we're witnessing another great and amazing miracle from the Lord that these swarms of locusts which in nature they do what they they go where they want to go. But see, God has sent these these are God's locusts. And they came exactly where he wanted them, and they did exactly what he wanted done. Exactly what he had he had Moses had stood and told them. This is what's gonna happen if you don't listen. And so what happened? Exactly what God said. So
2: this is true of all the group creation. Yes. A doesn't have minds, they don't
0: make Yes, that's right. Yes, Amen. Well, see that, that, that man
2: has a mind.
0: Yes, Amen. So
2: that God can get a greater glory from man than He does from locusts. Amen. Got glory from
0: yes, these were God's special instrument right, used right. by Him to reveal who He was judging and whom He was blessing. It didn't go to the land of Goshen. No, no, they had food. <laughs> the locusts didn't go there, and there remained. Yes, that's right. Only Egypt. See, that's just showing God. God's God. And we're not. And there remained not any green thing in the trees. Now, the Egyptians had been worshiping the false god called Serapi, Serapia. He was re- represented as a man with the head of a locust. Well, that sounds intriguing, isn't it? His special work was to protect Egypt from locusts. Now, you got to see the irony of this. God's judging these false gods. He's doing it okay and so what does he do he sends locusts all right now let's see will this god be able to stop him see we may not get the full impact because see we don't believe in this false god but what if you did believe in this false god and you made sacrifices to this false god and then all of a sudden (laughs) swarms of locusts like you would never believe What's God doing? He's He's judging what these people were worshiping. They weren't worshiping him. God is a jealous God. Yes, brother.
1: This
2: is what happened in Elijah's day, too. Yes. They worshiped Baal. That's because, right. The God of fertility and control the rains and the storms yes. and uh-huh. the famines. And here God showed that Baal was
0: impotent. Yes. These gods weren't noted for stopping, or they were noted for sending them. Yeah. But here they. Yeah,
2: they didn't. They did send them. See, that's that's what that's what people were afraid of. Afraid of their gods because of what their gods would do. They weren't protective gods, did their I understand. That's where the people tried to keep them from getting angry.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't want to get him angry, right? No, because then Cause he would.
2: real god. This is what the real god did when he got it.
0: They covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened. Now, I can't even imagine. I've seen uh, a lot of birds fly together, you know, and so many. Sometimes when the geese fly through, there'll just be so many of them, it's almost like you can see a shadow on the land, you know, because there's so many of them together. Well, this, there were so many of them together that the sun didn't shine through. Darkness. you know, I, I've seen this in, in some movies and stuff where they've tried to represent this. You, it, it's This is a miracle. God sent so many. <laughs> That's what it says. It, so that the land was darkened. This is what happens. It, this is what happened to Egypt. They had to live through this because of, they didn't believe, because Pharaoh didn't believe. We had remember when we had bad tornadoes come in it, it interrupts your life in other words you can't the day to day isn't the day to day anymore it just stops everything everything you you thought was important all of a sudden phew, flies to the background and what's the most important thing is to survive you go into survival mode and you try to do we get water you know we don't have any power so we can't get the water that way how do you how are you going to survive all of a sudden becomes the most important thing because America has erected, erected a false sense of security. Like like we, we can do whatever we want. Well, the question is, is that can you live a month without electricity? Can you live a month without water and food? So if God takes away all your food. <laughs> now, remember, the the they had the Nile going through there, okay? Remember, just not too many days ago, it had been defiled with blood. It all turned into blood. And then it changed back, right? But see, God's showing them you cannot rely on something that hasn't come from God. You can't do that. Anyway, this is um, God's bringing them through all this trouble. It does have an impact on them. It interrupts your life. I just can't imagine. I was sitting there trying to imagine what it would be like to come into your house and everything be covered with locusts. Go into your bedroom and everything be covered. See, it, it, it's just like it's not going to be like like you've lived your life every other day. It's, see, God's forcing this on the Egyptians. Yes, just brother David. Well, at
3: this time, Egypt was the world's superpower, and with this series of plagues and Pharaoh hardening his heart, yes, he I guess he kind of thought he was invincible, and yes, they could do anything they wanted. And after this, uh, Egypt is no more a superpower, they're uh, destroyed, they got taken, taken out <laughs> real quick. Amen. Yeah. Yes, the message is uh, don't be lifted up with pride because God can do that again. That's right,
0: Amen. Amen. It said there were no such locusts as they. See, this was this was this was a God sent so many nobody had ever seen this many locusts. Of course, He sent a He created a very special locust to deal with a very special problem. God still does this kind of things today if you have the eyes to see it. See, it, God it, God is God, and so actually. God's moving things around in the earth. If you can look at what's going on in the world today with the eyes of faith, you'll see God's, God's still working. He's moving things around. He's getting ready to do something. And um, we want to be ready to, to um, move right into it, to believe it. Exodus ten sixteen 16 says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste. Well, he just told him to get out. He just threw him out. Now he's calling for him in haste. And he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. You Say, oh, oh, boy, Pharaoh's going to repent now. No, Pharaoh's not going to repent now. Now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death or deadly pestilence. Take it away That's basically what what Pharaoh is really saying at the bottom line, is just take this away so I don't have to live like this and deal with this. Now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee, my sin, only this once. Now, if we look at the record, we can see the insincerity of Pharaoh. Look at what he said in verse 8, chapter 8, 8. He says, entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me. See, things became hard and inconvenient, and now, Pharaoh wants relief is what he wants. He wants to be just to go away. In uh, chapter 828, he says, entreat for me. Go. Would you pray for me? Ask the Lord for me t- to make this go away, to make it better. Chapter 927 says, I have sinned this time. I thought he said, I sinned only this once. He's, he's, <laughs> Sin doesn't make you think very well. I have sinned this time and and. I and my people are wicked. But he didn't believe, right? He, Moses had entreated for him, entreat the Lord. It doesn't appear that Pharaoh has any, inti- any intentions of keeping his word. He, that, but see, he says the words. And it's interesting that God can make people say things. Pharaoh did say this. I have sinned. My sin. And treat the Lord that He may take away from me. See, so we can see that this had a, a profound effect on him at the very moment. And I have, I have known a lot of people that this, had, the same kind of thing has happened. They'll sit and they've come to some knowledge that they're, they're they've they've done wrong and and they've repented, and they, but not very many days they're off. It's like it never happened. True repentance, see that God can give something called true repentance. Something that actually has has an effect, a, a lasting effect. Exodus ten eighteen and 19 says, And he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord, and the Lord turned a mighty strong west wind, which took away the locusts and cast them into the Red Sea, and there remained not one locust in all the coast of Egypt. Now, the east wind brought them in and the west wind took them out. Right? And
2: you see, the Red Sea was a kind of garbage
0: dump. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So you notice that God didn't divert the locust to another nation and destroy them. So he didn't do that. You know... Uh, these locusts were created by God for a very specific purpose, and now that their service is complete, they're dispatched, and not one of them remain behind. <laughs> See, th- 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 we're talking about God now. He's doing this. List, uh, yeah. <laughs> amen.
2: That's God. See, God can remove the evidence.
0: That's right. Amen. Amen. The and as soon as He removed the evidence, Pharaoh, he goes right back. It, 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 see, this isn't what he asked for. It wasn't like he had faith. See, but he, um, once again, God reveals to us his sovereign reign over all his creation. Everything God has created belongs to him, and And, well, we can see from this this example of the locusts, they did exactly what God told them to do. Exodus 10.20 says, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. Now, we started this lesson by talking about God's ability to harden the hearts of men. But that's not the greatest thing that God can do with the hearts of men. He can do that, and he does do that. But see, there's something greater that God can do in your heart than, than to make you not believe, than to harden your heart to where you will resist him. This is, God does it. There's no doubt about this, but God can do <laughs> look at this, Romans 9:22. What if God, willing to show his wrath and make his power known, endure with much luck, long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? God's doing a work. it's, it's a point and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory yeah. now, now can you identify in your heart today that you believe you believe the record that God's given of a son God's fitting you for glory right. you're going to reign with him and this is your testimony your evidence you believe the record i believe it and so what is the result you know Moses i mean pharaoh's heart was hardened and we saw the result of that hardening and his obstinance towards god but what's the what's the evidence of your faith is that you'll submit you'll submit to god you'll you'll want to do his will you'll 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 cast out some things in your life that he identifies as uh, is is against him you'll cast them out you'll you'll crucify the flesh with the affections and lust why because He's doing a work. He's making your heart pliable to where he can shape it into what he wants. I just I, I just love this contrast that God has set forth on us, life or death, right? It's either with God or against God. Which He had afore prepared unto glory. Now, that is a God who does all his will. And I'm very thankful that um, he's put us into this kingdom. He's, He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and we can pursue the good things. God is saving the nation of Israel from a bondage that has lasted for 400 years. And at the same time, he is revealing aspects of his nature that had never been known before. (laughs) <laughs> These things that are happening in, in Egypt have never happened anywhere before. Ever since. ever since. And, but God made it known. Why? Because he is making himself known in and salvation. It's mentioned
2: that, for the party I think, but uh-huh. it's mentioned throughout Scripture. Yes. This is a key thing that's mentioned. And Hebrews comes over
0: and over and over. Yes. Amen. Israel. Amen. In
2: Israel, did the same things the
0: Egyptians. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And God punished them for it. And um, He's—it's one of these days. Remember, He said He afore prepared them for glory. He's going to lift His hand. Yes. He's going to remove the veil off of uh, off of uh, Israel, and they're going to run to Him. That's what it says. Why? Because this is what God's determined. God's determinate counsel can't fall to the ground, can't fail. Even though generations may go by where it appears that it has, it will not fail. I thank God for that. Well, we're going to, any other comments before we close? The Lord's been good to us, and I thank him. Um, let's have a word of prayer for our breakfast. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for giving us this testimony of yourself Father, we ask, Lord, that we would, uh, as we see what you've accomplished in the past, that, Father, we would seek to, to be available to you more. That, Father, that, Lord, that as we give ourselves to you, that, Father, that, Lord, you would send us and use us as you will. Father, we ask for grace, Lord, that we may serve you more perfectly. Father, we know that that um, you are a God that can bless and keep and embolden and enlighten. Father, we ask Lord that, that we would be good examples of what it means or, or to to be a believer, Father, that that Lord that when men around us in the world see us, that they would they would be able to identify that Father, you are in us and, and working through us. We thank you, Father, for bringing us into your kingdom and for fitting us for glory. We ask, Father, for our food today, Lord. We know that you have have supplied it. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would bless it. And we thank you, Father, for those who uh, have given, put forth the time to prepare it. Father, we appreciate this. And we know, Father, that you will bless them. In your son's name, amen.